Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, there are those watershed games through any NFL season that you look at and you say, okay, that was the turning point. And it could be bad or they can be good or they can be really bad. And so... Here we are, and after the Bucks' total collapse here in their 39-37 to loss at Houston and rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, great last name, even better player, it feels like, and I think there's still time to correct it, but it feels like the wheels are coming off a little bit on this football team. And what I mean by that is, the defense has played pretty well throughout the regular season. They in no way played well against C.J. Stroud. And to give up the most yards of, to a rookie quarterback in the league history, right, mm-hmm. to give up three receivers with over, over 100 yards and mostly to go the length of the field, in that situation, after the Bucks took the lead, is just, I don't know, like historically bad? Where are we headed with this football team? Where are we headed with the head coach? Like nothing right now is very positive or good or maybe even fixable. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. They, they were fortunate in some respects to even be in the game. Um, but to lose it the way they did and to let C.J. Stroud do what he did, it, it's it's going to leave a scar. Like this was the first loss I I felt with the Bucs. They've lost four in a row now where, yeah, um, we might actually stink. <laughs> and that's a weird thing to say. Well, we've seen this script before. The, the Bucks defense plays well enough to win for 58 minutes. But they can't hold the last two. And and, and today, look, the Bucks defense was not good. And, and for the most part this year, they've they've been pretty good. I mean, you know, they the Lions only score 20 points. The Eagles score, what, 25? Everybody else is less than that, pretty much. You know, the defense has played pretty well this year. They had a bad day. But your offense actually played well enough to win even with your defense having a bad day. And they gave you the lead with, what, 46 seconds to go? 40, whatever it was? You know, But we've seen this script before. And Todd Bowles, after the game, you asked him. He said lots of missed assignments, day one stuff, mostly the secondary. But isn't that what keeps happening every time they give up these drives late? It's the same story over and over. Yeah, I think the big concern this time, Steve, is the defense. You know, we've seen the offense struggle. And when you score 37 points in one game, mm-hmm. and that's as many points as you've scored in the three losses that you had prior to tonight or Sunday night, 
that's the issue. So let let's let's just go ahead and and discuss what everybody else is talking about, and that is Todd Bowles and his future. And I don't mean just as head coach. What about as defensive coordinator? Because this is the kind of of loss that leaves a mark, and we have heard this time and time again. And I can go back to hearing it. It, it just resonates with me every time is, is that playoff loss to the Rams. We blew it, right? That was his comment after that game where Tom Brady made a historic comeback, sort of almost like Super Bowl-like, and then they give up the two big passes to Cooper Cup and Matt Gay hits the field goal and, and the season is over. And then Tom Brady retires, comes back, it's never the same. Um, it feels like for whatever reason, this is a defensive coach, a defensive coordinator who won a Super Bowl, by the way, and let's remember that he held the greatest quarterback in the game, Patrick Mahomes, of course at that time the goat was still around, but Patrick Mahomes, to without a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Okay? That's how he made his mark. And yet, with many of the same players, particularly in the secondary, and we wrote about this week where the starting secondary has zero, absolutely no interceptions. That's one thing. Um, but to to actually have the lead, right, and the ball with 40, or, or not the ball, but the lead and trying to protect a, anything but a touchdown with 46 seconds to go and to lose that game, that's one that you, that leaves a mark, right? Like that's the one that you don't sometimes come back from. And they're now three and uh, five. They are a game and a half behind New Orleans, who they do have a win against. But boy, how fast did three and one, right, turn into three and five, where you, where you've now lost four in a row? It's just incredible to me how quickly that happened. And of all the things. Right, that you come to Houston and the collapse is not on the offense. It's not on Baker Mayfield necessarily, even though they could have played better and made maybe better decisions. But just an absolute breakdown of your defense with guys that you have had in your system for years and years, and you're the defensive coach. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the other part of this. As you said, these guys have been together a long time. The starting core, you know, the 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 Carlton Davis, Jamel Deans, the Winfields, the Davids, the Whites, the Vitaveas, the Shaq Barretts, they've all been here a long time. Yeah. These aren't new guys. These aren't nope. new players. I mean, you have you have guys like Yaya Diaby in there and, and Joe Tryon, Shawinka, and others. But for the most part, it's a group that's been together, but they keep making these same errors over and over again. And let's just single out the guy that had the worst game I've ever seen him play, Carlton Davis. Now, I don't know, you know, I don't have the calls and I don't have the play sheet and all that stuff. So sometimes you see a guy chasing people through the end zone, you're not sure. This time I think I'm pretty sure. And we didn't have a chance to talk to Carlton, but because a lot of those guys, you know, dressed and left before we could get in there after talking to Todd. But what was that? Right, like, what was that the whole game, Carlton? You know, I remember him in the preseason, and he's done this before, where he stepped to the mic and said, "I'm the best corner. I believe, I believe, I'm the best corner in the league, bar none." 
the whole bar none comment resonates with me. And the fact of the matter is, is that while he's a good corner and he can shut people down, he's not a guy that intercepts the football. He's only got seven in his career. He's got zero this year. And I absolutely think it's the worst game I've ever seen him play. Not that everybody else back there was great, but man, how many times can you get turned around, give up big plays, and he gives up, you know, the game-winning touchdown on top of it. It, it it just boggles the mind that you can have three of the four starting players in your secondary from the Super Bowl team, and for the first time they replace Ryan Neal with D. Delaney on passing downs, which I thought was smart at the time. But my goodness, this is your defense. You just gave up. Three 100-yard receivers. Do you realize that? So Dalton Schultz had 10 catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. And Brown had six for 153 and a score. And, of course, Dell, who scored the game-winning touchdown, he had 11 targets, six catches, 114 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, that's incredible. C.J. Stroud threw for a rookie record. They've been playing football for a minute, and this this cat bombed him for 470 yards, and he had five, one, two, three, four, five touchdowns. He was sacked three times. Good for those guys. But, yeah, to say he didn't look like a rookie is an understatement. This dude can flat-out ball. You can't fake this. Um only distractions would make it worse, and that's always a possibility. But, man, this guy, I'm telling you, man. I, I, I'm i stunned by the way the Bucks were able to score so many points and give up that drive in that situation, you know, with virtually two timeouts and the length of the field and walk out of here with a loss. Like, it wouldn't have mattered how they won. Like, all these things would have been the same, right? A lot of yards, a lot of bad plays. If they walk out with a dub, it none of this matters, right? You needed to win the game. Now you're a game and a half behind who? The Saints, who you have a win against. But, you, you know, you're, you're, you're in free fall right now. Four in a row can become seven in a row, can become nine in a row. Like, this is where you're at. Trying to turn the ship, which is the Titanic, is hard to do. So all of a sudden now, I was in that locker room and nobody had any answers. And no one sounded confident. And so you wonder, and there's going to be a lot of speculation about Todd Bowles. Look, they're not firing a coach. They didn't do it during the year, all that stuff. But how does Bowles get his team turned around now? Right. And and they don't and you know, it's a week to week league. You gotta play the Titans at home, then you go to San Francisco. Um it's it's a it's not over, but it's getting dark very early. You know what I mean? It's kinda like we, we, we did the daylight savings time thing. We we sprung you fall back and you spring forward, we fell back. And so now it's gonna start getting dark earlier. That's the way it is with the puck season. It's getting dark really early, really fast. I didn't know daylight savings time affected the NFL teams. Right, apparently it did. I mean, I don't know. You know, they, they had an extra hour of sleep. I mean, that's the thing. But, man, um, 
yeah, it, I don't know. I've been in a lot of locker rooms. I'm here to tell you, this one was shell-shocked. Like, and I don't expect guys to you know jump out there and start talking and stuff. There's something going on with respect to there's a disconnect between what they should be playing and what they are playing. Like when you start talking about breakdowns, it's almost as if they don't trust what's being called. You know what I mean? Like you got a, you got two corners and Jamel Dean got knocked out because of a concussion, but you have two guys that you're paying top 13 money to. Now there's two corners per team, so you have 64 starting corners. You're paying top 13 money to two of them. And neither one of them can make a play, a single play on the football. They're never close. They're playing zone. They're playing off the receiver. It doesn't matter the situation, but you never see them. And, and you know, Sunday night was Davis's night. He was just chasing guys through the end zone. They made some some changes. They put D Delaney in there, um, sort of in all you know, sort of obvious passing downs, if you will. Um, they took Neil out, and not that it didn't make one hell of a difference, but at least you could see some effort there being attempted. But you can't you can't not win that game if Baker Mayfield goes down the field and scores a, a, what should be the game-winning touchdown right there with the, with the pass to Kate Otten, who had two touchdowns, as a matter of fact, on Friday, then then you've got to shut it down. And, and Mayfield said something interesting after the game. He said something about celebrating too early. Boy, you just wonder. It was so emotional that when they score and he comes to the sideline, is there, I know, there, you know there's a sense of relief, but maybe too much. Maybe they felt like, okay, we did it. We, we know all this other stuff doesn't matter. We're over the hump. We're done. And then CJ Stroud had a different idea. So you wonder if there was kind of like this sort of exhale and then, oh, oh, you know, they still got time to do this. Like they could actually pull this off and they did. Like it's one of the best comebacks I've seen under the circumstances in the league since I've been around. It was, it was stunning, you know. It really was. It was impressive, too. Well, let's talk the time management issue. Oh. Because I have a big issue with them calling it, using their last time out instead of taking the 10-second runoff. Yeah, you're not alone. And you're in a position where you were thrown to the end zone every time there. You didn't need the time. Time That's wasn't correct. the issue. You needed the you, – one, you wanted to leave Houston less time once you scored. But yeah. two, that timeout in your back pocket, what if you got sacked? Right. What if you had a false start penalty has a 10-second runoff as it's now with 10 seconds left or something if you hadn't scored mm-hmm. yet? Like, mm-hmm. you needed that timeout. You didn't the, – the 10 seconds when it's at 49 or whatever it was at that point, you didn't need those 10 seconds then. As it like, turns out, if you were just going to do the math and you took the 10 seconds and subtracted it from when they scored, mm-hmm. they don't score and you win the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. Um. All I can think of is that Todd Bowles wasn't real confident they weren't going to get a penalty or something that would back them up and eat you know time off the clock. Like he must have believed, but that's why that, you have the timeout for that. That's true. You know, you that's take true. a sack, then you call. You time need out the time. That, that's going to take you more than ten seconds to get reset. Well, and that's the part. That's why it makes no sense. And I, we didn't press him on that 
as much as we should have, we will today. Um, but I think you're right. You know, in fact, I almost certain you are. I, he's been bad at clock. Let's just say this: they don't have a clock management czar that I'm a, that I'm aware of, and that's one of Bulls' weak spots. I think is time management. I think again, when you're the defensive play caller, you have so much going on that you can all you can do is call the defense. You're not looking at the holistic view of things, and so unless you have somebody that's really good that's helping you out, and maybe he does. He's just got he's got a lot he's got a handful. You know, he's got a handful. And this was always going to be a tough game. It was always going to be a you know, a chess match to some degree. But the thing I can't get past is Carolina, who has just one win, did these guys a week ago. <laughs> I mean, what does that say? It's just it's it's crazy that, you know, the Bucks are playing so poorly. Not everybody. I mean, Levante Davis does some nice, thing, nice things. Mike Evans went over eleven thousand yards for his career. Um, you know, but man, it's too bad he didn't get a touchdown on that long one. I know, right? He fell at the one yard line. Yeah. It was very close inside the one. Yeah, it would have been would have been a, a tutty. That would have been great, and it's good too because this was his hometown. He was playing. 50 miles away from Galveston, Texas, which is on the coast, but it's, you know. It's basically a suburb of Houston. Yeah, yeah, it's a suburb. And, and, and you know, he did he did a lot of things, man, in his childhood and high school and all of that. We'll talk more about the Bucks here in just a second. I just want to remind you guys that for 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar have been installing solar electric systems in Florida now. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods, and service while helping homeowners cut their energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and they have always offered the safest and most reliable sources and equipment. May Electric now offers a 30-year no-cost equipment replacement and warranty labor tee. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insure, means your roof, your electrical equipment, and uh, replacement equipment is covered. Solar Insure even survives May Electric Solar and is owned by the homeowner with no deductible or additional fees. This policy will transfer to new home ho- new homeowners with no fee and is not a blanket insurance company uh, or policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of this uh, program. So May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has actually earned them the membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. I had another thought, and, and, and here's the thing. Bowles is completely behind his quarterback, and I understand why. He did play winning football. But I can't help but wonder, Steve, is... If four wins, or I'm sorry, four losses in a row become six, seven, or eight, do we see Kyle Trask uh, sooner than later on this team in the I, lineup? I, mean. I, I would think if if you know you lose two or three more in a row, I mean at that point you're probably three, four games out. You're what a game and a half out now. 
you know, you, if you get that far out to where you're you're likely not winning the division, then I, I think you have to see what you got in Kyle Trask at some point. But as long as the division's within reach, I don't think you'll see him. Yeah, I agree. Although, man, a lot of people beat me up on my timeline about that. It's unbelievable how many Gator fans there are out there. And uh, I don't think you'll see him either. I I, I tend to think I, I don't think Baker's – I don't think Baker's the He's reason you're the losing problem. these games. Yeah, I mean, it's, no, I agree. Has he been, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL this year? No. Mm-hmm. But has he been the reason you're losing games or costing you? No. I mean, there's – each game you can point to different reasons why you could say you lost the game. That's true. You know, yeah. today they put thirty seven points on the board. It's incredible, right? I mean, you hang thirty seven, that's your season season high, and you lose. It's just incredible to me. But you know, they have here's the thing, even at three and five, and I remember like Tony Dungy's teams always started three and four every year. And somehow they'd get a they'd get a win, but they're not out of it by a long shot, you know. No, Atlanta Atlanta blew a game to Minnesota. Yeah, how about Josh Dobbs? Oh my God, this guy's unbelievable. Didn't practice I mean, he, with he, the first team all week. It just got sh- traded there. Didn't know the players' names. Incredible. And went yeah. and won a game. Mm-hmm. That's that's what being a pro is, right there. Meanwhile, Clayton Toon quarterbacking in Arizona, they got beat twenty-seven nothing. <laughs> Not a surprise. So, what's the deal out there? Do you think they just, under no circumstance, like break glass in case of of Kyler Murray? Like, what are they doing? I'm. Uh, he's supposed to be back. There was a chance this week. I think he may be back next week. Or no maybe, funny or, business. Or maybe, or maybe on. at this point, they just you know want the number one pick and go get another quarterback and start from scratch again. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Um, I just think these these next few games, like every game's important, and there's no must wins in the NFL because they all add up at the end of the year. But to suffer that sort of devastating loss, like you're going to find out a lot about the Bucks. Is that do they ball their fist up and stop complaining and pointing fingers at other guys, um, or do you get to leak some of that out? Because I I just <laughs> When I see when I see Levante David fly out of there, when I see Devin White fly out of there, it's because they're biting their tongues. Like there's something there, um, and it's not working, and it's, it's unfortunate. But yeah, I just think you know Todd's not going to give up play calling, and and they're going to keep coaching, and they're going to you know, and each week is different, and they may come back, and they may, you know absolutely destroy the Tennessee Titans and you may see teams above them lose and then all of a sudden they're right back in it like this is a long season they've not been eliminated from anything but that loss with the the number of points that were scored and to to get the game-winning touchdown with under a minute to go you can't lose that game you can't like whatever you got to do you just you can't and it's going to leave a scar, and you got to be careful that you don't let it beat you twice because it will. But this is now a streak and a long one. Four games is long these days. And I don't know. 
Um, but but Todd's going to have to do his best coaching right now. You know, obviously he'll sink or swim with the with the record, but now is the time that he's got to show, hey, I can also set expectations, make guys live up to him, you know, and go from there. Um, but this is this is not a good development to lose four in a row. And again, it's not the most talented roster. Um, let's not pretend that you know Baker was highly sought after. He's playing for four million dollars and all of that. He actually played pretty well. I I just think that they're in a bad place mentally. Mm-hmm. And based on what I saw in the locker room, I don't know that they have the leaders. You know, like if JPP was around, if you know Jason Pierre-Paul, like he'd ha- he rarely said much, but when he did, people listened, and he was intimidating in some respects. So they need that voice where somebody stands up there and goes, "Look, no more," you know, like we can't lose to these teams. But it was grim, and uh, and and yet there they had the lead when they really needed it, and we'd be talking about. Sure, all the mistakes they made and, and the plays they allowed, but it doesn't matter. They needed mm-hmm. a dub. They needed a win, and that's all that mattered. They didn't get it, and so now the road gets much, much harder, and we'll see if they're able to navigate it, but it starts with you know Will Levis in Tennessee at home, um, and then you got to go to San Francisco, so there's going to be some points scored, you know, and they're going to have to buckle in. It's really... Really was it was not the game that the Bucks had hoped for, wasn't the style of game they hoped for, and certainly they did not execute the way they had hoped for. So they get the L, and now they're you know they're out of it. I mean they're yeah. three and five. Well, you're not out of it. You're one. You're one game behind you're, the loss. You're a game column. behind. Yeah, I mean, and you so have you st- a win over New Orleans. Right, which you helps. still control your destiny in the division. That's true. That is true because you know if you beat New Orleans the second time, then you have the same number of losses. So sure, you're all not, you have to do is tie. You know. It's not you're not dire yet, but those are two winnable games now. The Falcons and and this game and against the Texans. the Texans that you could yeah. be five and three instead of three and five. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, okay, the Lions beat you fine. The Eagles beat you. Yeah, there's no shame in that. You know, yeah. Buffalo you lost to, but the Falcons and the and the Texans were winnable games. Yep, yep. And you could be five and three, and that's and that's what hurts about it. it it's. It, you know, yeah. look, you're going to have games where you have bad – the defense had a really bad day today. They did. For the most part, they've been pretty good all year, although they faltered late in games a lot. Yep. Today they had an off day, but the offense picked them up and gave them a shot to win it. Yeah, I mean, no timeouts, ball at the yeah. 12-yard line or whatever. And how about how about a team won without a kicker? Ugh. Yeah, and that's the story of the day. I mean, you know, you can talk about the rookie quarterback and C.J. Stroud and all of that. How about Dare and Goomba Wale? Former Buccaneer. Yeah, you know how many times he was cut by the Bucks? Five. Who knew he was the emergency kicker on the team? <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, I would hope they did, but it turns out he was. To see him line up because the first three times they decided just to go for two. I mean, you talk about an advantage. You know, teams can't kick the extra point. So two out of three times they went for it and didn't get it. Um. But yeah, Dari and Gumbawale lines up. Finally, they go, okay, can you make it? Yeah, I can make it. It's like a movie, right? Can you make it, kid? And he looks in the eyes. Go get him. And 29-yard field goal, which gives them the lead. You know, Do you know the like last no, uh, non-punter or kicker to make a field goal in the NFL? I don't. 
2004, Wes Welker. Wes Welker, wow. That's yeah. that's something. I remember one time years ago, the Bucks went after the Capices Caput comment by John McKay. He used remember this old lineman Ron Yeri. He was oh, a straight. Yeah. He was a, he's an offensive offensive lineman, I think, and he kicked straight away and he kicked the field goal. Like um, that was impressive, you know. But it's another thing I learned today, though, with these Australian rules kickers now. Like you always assume the punter's just the backup kicker. He's not though, right? Yeah, and apparently this guy can't be, or Ngubawali's better, or something. I don't know, but yeah, it's just it's just not the the same motion. I, like I don't know, but every team's gonna have to think about it now because Ngubawali is, is such a great story. His sister plays in the WNBA. Like mm-hmm. you know, we've done all these, and and for him to step in in that situation, and also he kicked off pretty well. Yeah. I mean, in baseball, you always, you always, you know, you got to have that emergency catcher. Yep. You carry two, yep. you got that third. You know, you don't always publicize it, but the team knows. Like, I never thought about, one, yeah. never thought about teams have to have an emergency kicker, particularly if the punter can't kick field goals. Like, it's always been assumed it's just the punter. And if, if the punter gets hurt, then it's the field goal kicker that punts. That's always been the assumption. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss one final thing and and i know like i spent because i fly too much and and you freaking people got on my nerves uh bucks twitter about todd bowles and and there are some people that just don't like todd bowles period right and i have my reasons to believe why but um you know regardless of that like He's had one winning season in his, what, this is now his sixth season of coaching as a head coach. Let's remember he coached for the New York Jets, okay? Let's also remember that, yes, they went 8-9 last year in his first year, but they won the NFC South, and he wasn't able to hire coaches and so on and so forth. Like, there are there are things that, that matter. I don't hire or fire coaches, frankly, I, it, it doesn't bother me one way or the other um and i can usually tell when one is trending up or down but you have to still understand this is not a super bowl team wasn't going to be one you know you had all the salary cap situation that had to go away you know what 30 something 32 million dollars for for tom brady who's no longer here you sign a quarterback for four million dollars and i swear to you i swear to you so many people on social media, expect this team to win the Super Bowl. Like, they talk about them as if, oh, best team in the South. Eh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. They got they got guys that we all know their names, but how are they playing, right? And Todd Bowles is going to rise or fall on his own hand. I don't control that. I've never fired a coach. I'll never hire one. You know, that's more or less stuff that our columnist does but if you're asking me before this game, as many people did, like, 
he sucks. Tom, Bo- you know, Todd Bowles sucks. I don't know. Based on what? Like, what hand was he dealt? You know, the first year he had to inherit all the players and the coaches. Um, probably would have won nine if he kept people in. Lost in the first round of the playoffs. Okay, so if he goes back. Like, it's just really hard to compare eras and situations and all of that. Um. But I get it. I just want to say this. I get it. I understand the frustration. I understand why certain people would, you know, want him gone. It's not going to happen because if you fire a coach during the regular season, then all his assistants know they're fired too, and they start looking for jobs. And so suddenly the game plans aren't very good, and everything goes south. I don't think we're there yet with Todd. I think there's too much, too many games left ahead, and this team is still searching for its identity and they, they got to find it soon because we're running out of, out of chances. So anyway, uh, we will, I'm sure talk about Todd Bowles, press conference today as we have a chance to you know listen to his post postmortem. If, if there's anything new, uh, or not, where are the Tampa Bay lightning these days, Steve, are they on the road? Well, they got their first road win Saturday night in Ottawa, six to four Braden point yes. with a hat trick. They're in, uh, they got a back to back now tonight and tomorrow, Toronto and Montreal to finish the road trip. Wow. That's sweet. Yeah. Good for them. Starting to get healthy on the road. Braden point, big part of that 50 goal scorer, all of that. And Ray's general manager, Peter Bendix leaving for the Marlins. Now that's a promotion, right? He's president yeah. of He'll baseball, be the president ops. of baseball operations. So yeah, he's kind of what Eric Neander is here. All right. Well, just another guy that, you know, Major League Baseball has plucked uh, away mm-hmm. from that Rays organization. So, you know, yep. not insignificant. Yep. And then we'll get into college football this week, too. Oh, yeah. Well, Florida. Oof. Not good. Not a good Not a good performance against Arkansas. And I love Arkansas's coach, but, yeah, that was bad. So, yeah, we'll talk to Matt, Matt Baker. Yeah, the South point. Florida game was a good one in Memphis. They came up short, but. It was good. Yeah. I mean, they played them tough, mm-hmm. you know. That, there's no more victories, as Alex Kohler says, but um, I think it matters. You know? Byron Brown's pretty good. Yeah, he is. And do you think he's going to enter the transfer portal? Like, he's going to be gone, right? They're <laughs> not going to hold on to him, are they? I mean, it feels like it anyway. I mean, you could definitely see a lot of NIL money coming his way to transfer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely could see that. They might want to gather a little, you know, Little kitty over there or something. See if they can't get something done. Um, but yeah, he's got he's definitely got talent. So we'll talk all things college football and well as get you ready for the Bucks. And uh I'll tell you, man, this one leaves a scar. It it really does. They're gonna come home and play the Titans, and the Titans are also reeling. So some team has to get off to a good start and hopefully not have calamity hit. But uh anyway, it was interesting. I got an early flight out of Houston tomorrow morning. I'll be back to talk more bucks, more rays, more lightning, whatever you got, bring it to us on Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.